Welcome back to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I am grateful you are here with me today. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. And you are not. We are here. We are together. And we can do so much more together than we ever can when we are by ourselves. Which is why we need to lean in on one another. We need to be there for each other. Reach out. Oh, I feel, I don't know. I'm feeling all over the place today and even these past few weeks. I almost feel like I cannot get into a good rhythm and routine. I know it will come and I'm trying not to be super hard on myself, but I want to be there already. And I want to be just showing up better for myself. I feel like I have not been doing well with that. And it's hitting me home. It really is. But that's just where I am in this moment. And as we all know, things are temporary. They do not last forever. And so we always need to give ourselves grace and know that this too shall pass just like everything else. This week, I have a very sensitive topic that I want to talk about because this month is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and I feel that it is something that we rarely do talk about, but it is something that needs to be spoken about more, and I know this might be triggering for some, so if it is triggering for you, please do yourself a favor and turn this off. There is no reason to... Force yourself to listen to something that is just not going to make you feel good. Come back next week. (laughs) You know, I'll be back with a brand new episode next week and we'll catch up then. But for those of you who want to stay along with me on this journey, this was one that I actually had to sit and write some notes down before recording today because I knew I would have been all over the place and I really wanted to, to gather my thoughts because it is one in four women that go through this type of loss. And that's a big number, if you think about it. One in four women miscarry. Wow, it's huge. And it's wild because I think back to high school and when you're going through sex education and they almost make it seem as if you're going to get pregnant instantly and then your life will change forever. And that's not the case, first of all. It takes a bit of a magic moment to get pregnant. It is not this instant thing. I mean, it is instant if you are in that exact moment in time when it is meant to happen, but it is definitely a journey for sure. And one thing that they really never, ever address is that you can lose that pregnancy before you even have your baby. And back in 2021, which really feels like a lifetime ago now, I did get pregnant. Dustin and I had been talking, you know, do we want to have a baby? Do we not? We were going back and forth. And this was a really big decision for us because we have been together for a while and we've always been on the fence and just never, there was, we were never really swayed one way or the other, but we, you know, we thought, yeah, we're ready. Let's give this a try. Let's see what happens. And we were really both on the same page, which I'm very appreciative for, that if it is meant to be, 
it will be. I didn't want to go through any treatments. I didn't want to do go down that road. And my goodness, that is a beautiful and wonderful road for people to take. But for me, I just, I didn't, it wasn't my, my journey. And so we decided, we'll see what happens. You know, I went off birth control. We figured, I don't know, you know, you really have no idea. I'm older. So that also kind of puts me in that category too, that it definitely could not be possible. But I got pregnant. And it actually happened to be at the time that both Dustin and I had COVID. And I was so nervous to tell him because I'm thinking, all right, we talked about this. We said we're ready, but are we really ready? I mean, now this is reality. Here we are. This is true. This is real life. Will he totally regret saying I'm ready because he's actually not, (laughs) you know? And oh my goodness, I was nervous. And on top of it, both of us have COVID and really are not feeling great. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, we also don't so much, don't know so much about this. Is this okay for the pregnancy? What is going on? And he happened to be downstairs in our little theater and Oh my goodness, I did not do it in any kind of romantic or fun way. I did it probably in the most terrifying way. He's down there watching whatever he is. We're in our sweats because we're not feeling great. And I say, we need to talk. I have something to tell you. And he looked at me nervous because I never really ever do that. So it had to be something. He said, what's gone? What's wrong? Everything okay? I'm like, I'm pregnant. And he looked at me like, what? What did you just say? I was like, yeah. It's like, really? Are you sure? Yeah. And we both just started crying. That was our first immediate reaction. And we were excited and nervous and completely overwhelmed and feeling sick. (laughs) And what a moment. Definitely not, you know, those fun little cute Instagrammy moments when people tell their partner that they're expecting. Most definitely not that moment for sure. But that was our moment, our story. And we chose not to tell anyone. It is common practice for people to wait 12 weeks because there are this chances of miscarrying. And it's really hard to hold a secret like that. Really, really hard. At the time, my brothers and I were looking towards the summer and trying to plan going away to the Outer Banks. We were trying to pick weeks and find houses and all this stuff. And I kept calculating, okay, okay, if I'm pregnant here, I'll be this many weeks here. Will I really be able to travel and go down there? I'm not sure. Can I do this? I've never been pregnant before. I have no idea what to expect. Will I even want to go on vacation? And I'm trying to avoid, you know, making a commitment, but I also wanted to go. But and if I could go, I wanted to. And all of this in my head, you know, without telling them <laughs> the reason why all this was happening was because the uncertainty was because I was pregnant. And then we had a girls' night, and normally, you know, then I would have a glass of wine, but I didn't, and people are kind of questioning what's going on, or they're not questioning, but then later they told me (laughs) that they were. And so you go through all these things trying to, to hide it and keep it a secret and hold it in, and oh, it's difficult, really, really difficult. I began even making a book for this little one, something that I thought I could share with them when they were older. 
And I put in there, not a photo of when I told Dustin that night because we didn't even take a photo. We were both a total mess. But we did take a photo, I don't even know, a few days later, the, the next day, I'm not even sure. And I put that in there. I wrote a little letter. I put in the sonogram photos that I had. And I just started this, this little book to be something that I could pass on. And goodness, there was so much excitement. Dustin and I would sit outside at night on our back porch. And let me tell you, this shocked me the most because we were both always on the fence about, do we want to have a baby? Do we not? And he actually had on his phone a list of baby names. So obviously inside him, there was definitely this thing that he wanted to. And I never had any idea that it was there. Never. A list of baby names and a list of pet names if he had a cat. (laughs) We don't have a cat, but we have a baby now. And so we would sit on the porch and he would read me the names and we'd be like, ah, this one's great, that one's not. And just have so much fun going back and forth, pulling up random names and thinking of all these things. And it was joyful, so joyful because it's this brand new moment in time where you think that something is going to happen. And you really, in that moment, you have no idea that your life is going to change. We went to my doctor's appointment. Everything looked good. We were scheduled to go the next day for the first trimester screening. And for my doctor's appointments, my regular OBGYN appointments, Dustin wasn't able to come. So when I had my very first ultrasound there, he could not be in the room because of all COVID restrictions that were still in place at the time. And so that was a little hard because I wanted him to be there. You know, this is a big moment for us and for him to not be able to, to be in the room and see what I was seeing and experiencing it. Oh, I missed him. You know, I wanted him to be a part of it. And I remember even texting him right after a picture of it and calling him when I left the office and all the excitement and joy that went along with that. Luckily, though, for the first trimester screening, it was in a completely different office and they did allow him to come in. And so we went in. The technician, nurse, I'm not even sure who it was, was looking around and She asked a couple of questions and I wasn't alarmed. I just thought, you know, I mean, I've never gone through this before. I had no idea what to expect, no idea what they were looking for on the screen because you have a view of their screen. But to me, that is completely foreign. You know, I really have no idea what I am looking for at all. And she's looking around, she's looking around. She said, oh, you know, I'll I'll be right back. She didn't say she was going to go get the doctor. She didn't say really what she was doing. She just said that she would be right back. And when she left, she came back and I was a doctor that was there and she's looking on the monitor. She's moving the thing around my belly and pretty quick. She said that she was really sorry to tell us, but she couldn't find a heartbeat. And to me, it didn't even register in the moment what that meant. And she had said, I'm so sorry, take your time. And she let us know that from here, we should go directly to our OBGYN 
that they would alert them that we were coming. And then that was it. They both walked out and Dustin and I were in the room and I think I was in shock. It was not at all what I was expecting. I was beyond grateful that he was in that room with me and that I didn't have to hear that news alone. And I didn't have any signs. I didn't have, I don't know, even, I honestly don't even know what the signs could be, cramping, bleeding. I didn't have any of that. And I was heartbroken. I was devastated. Something we didn't even know, really, you know, 100% that was our journey. Now all of a sudden was ripped away from us. And my heart was shattered, shattered into a million pieces. And the only one that knew was him because nobody else knew that we were going through this. Nobody else had any idea. And so we walked out sobbing. Luckily, the way that this office is set up, you don't have to walk through the waiting room to leave. They have a separate exit, which was nice. And in the car, just crying, crying and feeling so numb. Thinking, what did I do wrong? What, how did I cause this? What could I have done differently? What, 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 what? And from where that office is to where my doctor's is probably a half hour, I guess, 25 minutes. And we just drove there. And I was really worried because I'm thinking, oh my goodness, he's not going to be able to come in with me. At this particular office, these protocols are in place and I'm going to have to go in and face this by myself. And we were sitting in the parking lot and at the time was also when you had to call up and they would tell you when to come in. And when I had first called to let them know that I was there, I had asked if Dustin could come in and they had said, no, I'm so sorry, but he cannot. And oh, there we were just sitting in the car. I don't even think we spoke much because what was there really to say? When, when you think, you know, oh my goodness, I am pregnant. I'm going to have a little baby. My life is going to be so drastically different. This is amazing. And then a few words are spoken to you. There is no heartbeat. And your life has changed forever. This little tiny being that you love so much that you never even met is no longer. And that's really hard and challenging thing to process and figure out because it's nothing that you can hold and touch. It's nothing that you really truly saw. I mean, I had an ultrasound, but the baby was so small at the time. I don't even know, you know, if it was a boy or a girl. And there's nothing to say. You're you're lost completely and totally lost. And especially because I didn't have any signs. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, were there signs? And I missed them. 
Was I not really paying attention to my body? Am I not in tune to what is going on with me? And you can go down a complete rabbit hole. When the office called and said that it was time for me to go in, oh, bless them. They said that Justin could go in with me as well. And thank goodness for that. Because it's, it's the type of thing you don't, don't want to do on your own. You need your partner. You need that support. And we went in and the doctor, you know, I don't even know, <laughs> told us that I had a couple of options for things that we can do since the, the baby didn't evacuate my body. It wasn't those words that he said, but that's all I can think of in the moment. And um, I had the option that I could take some type of medication that would cause my body to release it naturally or, you know, through the medication and I could just be at home. The length of time that it would take for this to happen was kind of unknown. And he said that sometimes when you go through that, all of it might not come out and you might have to go in for a procedure after. The second option was to schedule a DNC where he would go in and he would remove everything that needed to be removed. And for me personally, that was the route that I wanted to take because I just couldn't imagine this waiting for this process to happen. And then what if it didn't happen fully and I had to go back and take the procedure anyway? I just, I wanted it to, to know that there was a, a time that it was, it was done complete, you know, everything, everything was out. And so I chose the DNC, but the day that we went in for the doctor's appointment was on a Tuesday. And the first opening that the doctor had to do the DNC was on Saturday. So I just had to wait until Saturday. And wow, who even knew that that was a thing too? I, I don't know in my head, I guess I thought if something like this happened, it's instant and that's it. Not that all of this would still stay inside you during this time and you would just wait. Yeah. And so that's what we did. Luckily, at this time, I was still working from home. And wow, thank goodness for that. Because I could not imagine if I had to physically wake up, get dressed, and go into the office. Having to log on and work was a very good needed distraction. But if I had to actually physically be at my desk in the office, there would have been no way. Because it's grief, right? And you never know when it is going to hit you. And it is an absolute roller coaster ride and there is no manual and there is no timeline and there were moments when I I felt okay and I felt good and then in an instant I was sobbing and it was really hard for both Dustin and I because we're both grieving but he was also grieving for me 
for having to have to go through this with my body. And he wanted to do things that would help me, but there's nothing, there's nothing, nothing can be done to help you when you're in that intense grief and loss. The only thing that helps is just being there, being a shoulder to cry on and being able to ride the roller coaster waves of emotions together. And it's a loss you, you don't ever think is going to happen. It's something you're most definitely not prepared for. I actually don't think you were prepared for any loss. Recently, three people I know lost their fathers. And, oh, it just, there's something about the loss of a parent that no matter what, no matter what, I don't think you are ever prepared for it. And that is probably every single loss because this one too was not prepared, was completely thinking that it was going to be so very different than what it was. But that was it. We waited. We waited. And I think that was such a difficult moment in time because I couldn't move on just yet because it was all still in me and looming over my head was this procedure that was going to happen. And I kind of felt in this weird limbo space. When I went in for the procedure, the hospital would not allow Dustin to come in because of COVID protocols again. So he had driven me there. He dropped me off. And then we live only 10 minutes from the hospital, if that. So he went home because I said, you know, you don't need to be sitting in the parking lot. What are you going to be doing? You know, you're, you're not allowed in. So, I mean, if something major happens, you're right here. So they'll call you and you can come. And so there I was, and it was, oh my goodness, it was so bizarre. It was a Saturday morning. It was one of the first appointments. The hospital was really quiet, I guess, because it's a Saturday and it was early. And walking in, I don't even know. I don't know, because I was also thinking, do they know why I'm here because there could be a couple of reasons why you would get a DNC and it's like do they know that I lost the baby will they will they know that will they know that my heart is shattered and breaking does it even matter I don't know my mind was just swirling 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 and I felt so lonely and alone and the staff was amazing they were so nice and kind but they bring you into this room. They tell you to change to the hospital gown and you kind of just lay in the bed and you wait until it was my turn. And the doctor comes in and I don't even know what happened. I don't even know. And they brought me to the room for the procedure. And then I wake up and I'm in the same room that I had started in. And it was just... Uh, Bizarre, I feel, is the only really true way to describe it. It was absolutely bizarre. And that was it. 
the procedure happened. Dustin came and he picked me up. And the life that we thought we were going to have was no longer. In between having the news that there wasn't a heartbeat and until actually leaving the hospital, there was still this hope in me that felt, no, they're wrong. They're wrong. The, the, the baby's okay. The baby's okay. And they're going to see that. They're going to see that. And everything is fine. And I guess I was in denial. I guess I just didn't want to believe it. And now here is the hardest part because we never told anyone. And we had actually planned because the next day after the procedure, which of course we were never <laughs> expecting was going to be, um, I was, you know, around 12 weeks. So we were planning on telling my family on Easter. I had planned this elaborate Easter egg hunt with my nieces and nephews where they would find pieces of this puzzle to put together that would let everyone know Dustin and I were expecting a baby. And now here, we have to not only just say that we lost a pregnancy, but we're alerting people to this idea and this fact that we had decided that we wanted to start a family because we didn't share that news before. And in that moment when you are going something through something so tragic, you need your people. You cannot walk the journey alone. You need people to, to know just so that they can be there for you in any capacity that you might need in the moment. And even if that capacity is for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be completely drawn in. I'm going to ignore you. I just need to, to do this for myself. If they don't know what you're going through, they might think other things, right? You know, so it's really important that they understand that they're, that they're there. And I remember sharing the news with my family that we had lost the baby. And you're almost afraid, right? Because since they didn't know what we were going through, there was a part of me that was like, do I just not tell them? Do I just completely keep this in, soldier on as usual, stuff it all down, pretend, you know, that everything is good and just get back on my feet, just keep moving along. And I realized I couldn't do that. I absolutely couldn't because I knew there would be moments when I would break down and I also knew that I needed support and I needed to ask questions. I needed to, to state my feelings. I needed to be able to be vulnerable and raw and real. And if they didn't know, I couldn't do that. And so I told them and they were amazing. Absolutely amazing. They were completely just loving and kind and there for me in the way that I needed. 
And thank God for that, right? Absolutely thank God for that. And it's crazy because I think about that moment when we were in my OBGYN's office and he's asking, you know, do you have any questions? Is there anything that, you know, you need to know? And it's such a weird time because you don't even know what to ask. You don't even know what to say. But all I could think of is like asking, can we try again? Is it like possible for me to even have a baby? Am I also saying goodbye to the complete and total hope that this is something that could be feasible and in my future? And you really don't know, I guess, right? You know, and he did say, you know, definitely could try again that they would do the genetic testing to see if they could see, you know, why I might have lost the pregnancy. But it's oh such a weird and crazy place. And he did try to calm me down and, you know, really let me know that I was not to blame, that there was nothing I could have done differently, that it is just our body's way. And you have to think that the body truly is a miraculous thing. And it knows sometimes, you know. And, gosh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. The wildest part, though, was that going through this experience, it made us realize how much we did want to have a family. That, you know, those moments when we were on the fence, because even leading up to this and telling him I was pregnant, we're like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. This is craziness. But it really, truly solidified, oh my goodness, we want this. And that was a terrifying thing because it could be this want that we would never get. And what would that feel like? Because we knew, you know, before I was pregnant, we knew what life was like with us. And it was great. And we have gone through the ringer, right? I mean, like all relationships we have had, our ups and our downs. And we were, we were still here and we were going strong. And we, we were going on vacations and we were spending time together and we were laughing and we were enjoying life and doing the little things. And life was really good and we, we knew what that looked like and what it could be. But there was nothing hovering over that was like, oh, but we want it to be a little different. We want there to be something else happening. That was never there. And now that was kind of lingering over us in a way. Oh, we, we do really want a baby. We do really want to become a family. And what would life be like if that lingered over us forever? And that left me feeling a little bit nervous. But, you know, like anything in life, you, you go through the motions, you continue to take one step forward, three steps back, and just show up minute by minute, moment in moment, and that's all we can ever do. And so that is exactly what we did. And we knew that we wanted to try again, and we 
just kept going back to that mantra. If it is meant to be, it will be. If it is not, we are going to trust that there is a reason why it is not. And I have to say, we are definitely one of the lucky ones because we did go on to get pregnant. And we had Emma in July of 2022. And what a blessing. What an absolute incredible gift. And I know, you know, that does not happen for everyone. And my heart completely breaks for those people who are in that struggle because I don't even know. You know, it's just awful. I mean, even after this had happened, that I had lost the baby, of course, all I saw was pregnancy announcements and new babies. And it just seemed as if I was surrounded by it. And I don't know if it's that you're just hyper aware to it and it was there all along, or is it really occurring more often? But every time it would leave my heart breaking more and more. And even in getting pregnant with Emma, this trauma from this experience did definitely carry with me. I was filled with fear. I was completely suspicious. I did not make a book. I thought, oh my goodness, if I make a book, this is all going to happen again. It took me some time to to settle in and be comfortable and you know, they say stress is the worst thing, you know, in life in general, when you're pregnant. And so I kept trying to talk myself out of being stressed. But of course, it was there. I had a little bit of morning sickness in the beginning. And then it went away. And it wasn't bad. It was really like a small morning sickness, you know. But when it stopped, my heart dropped. I thought, oh my goodness, I lost the baby. And I called up the doctor right away. And I was like, I don't know. I just, I think, you know, something is wrong. I, I had morning sickness and now it's gone. They're like, no, that's normal. That could happen. But come on into the office. We'll check everything out. I went into the office. And thank goodness, thank goodness for my amazing doctor and their amazing, incredible, kind staff. Because I'm usually a pretty easygoing person and I don't worry too much about things. But that was not the case throughout this pregnancy. And I definitely did call the doctor more times than I probably ever would. And I did go into the office for more checks than I probably ever would. But thank goodness for them being willing and open to just take me under their arms and bring me in when I was was feeling this way because it was hard, right? There was another moment when I just would feel her move and then not so much. And she was never really a big mover and a shaker inside me. There was definitely moments, but she was calm. She was a very peaceful baby. But I just felt, oh my goodness, something is wrong. I I think I had a miscarriage. And I remember telling Dustin, he's, I mean, he's there. He doesn't know. He doesn't feel what's in my body. He has no idea. So he's just taking 
my word for it, thinking that that is what happened, that we lost the baby again. And so I called the doctor and I wasn't able to get in that day. I think it was the end of the day. And they said, you could go to the hospital if you want. And I, I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to go to them. And so I was going to go the next day. But that day we were scheduled to take a trip up to Longwood Gardens. And we're like, do we go? Do we not go? I'm like, let's just go. Because otherwise I'm just going to sit here and stew in this. Let's take my mind off it, whatever it is it is now. And we will find out the next day. And I just remember walking around these beautiful gardens decorated for Christmas with amazing lights. If you've never gone there during Christmas, I highly recommend it. It is stunning. And I remember just holding my belly thinking, oh, my goodness, she's gone. I didn't even know. You know, at the time I was a girl, I was just thinking the baby is gone. And I remember even having to call my work. And I didn't have to do this. But it was the kind of thing where after going through previously, I was thinking if I lost the baby, I'm going to need support at work. I'm not going to be able to just show up and be present. And so I remember telling my boss, I'm going to have to take the next day off because I have to go to the doctor because I'm pregnant, but I think I had a miscarriage. And of course, I mean, nobody knows. Nobody's feeling what I'm feeling. Nobody has any idea. They're really just taking my word for it and their hearts are breaking for me. And so I went to the doctor and everything was good. Emma was great, but oh my goodness. Oh, what a relief. And here I was, you know, almost then feeling like the boy who cried wolf because I'm getting all these people worked up thinking that it's the worst. And that is not the case. But it was, it was just the mind frame that I was in because of what had happened to me. And I called the doctor a couple of times even after that, you know, and went in a couple of more times. And thank, thank goodness for their, their love and care for me because... It really helped to ease that stress that I felt along the way. And there was a part of me that wishes I didn't feel that panic and that stress because the first time that I was pregnant, I didn't. You know, I just, I guess it's blind, naive being, thinking, oh my goodness, everything is great. And then it turns out that it wasn't, right? And then this time everything was great, but all I could think about was worry and, oh my goodness, am I going to make it full term? Is the baby okay? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, you know, all of that. And that fear just kind of loomed over my pregnancy and it left it feeling a little bit, I don't want to say dark, that's not the right word, but just it was there, right, you know? And the drama, the trauma stays with us. It absolutely stays ingrained in us. And I had to be really, really aware and present in my body and allow myself to feel the joy, even though I was completely uncertain if there was going to be a positive outcome. And that's a difficult thing to do. Because you want to be in the joy of it, right? Because being pregnant and having a baby is this incredible moment. And yes, it is filled 
beyond belief with incredible uncertainty. Anything can happen, but that is anything in life, right? Nothing, nothing is guaranteed. We might want something to go a certain way. We might plan, we might do this, we might do that. And then in a heartbeat, it changes in one tiny split second. Or somebody telling you there is no heartbeat. It completely changes. And so, uh, that is a part of my journey. And that is a part of my story that will be with me forever and always. And there are days that I, I miss that baby that I never even held, I never even saw. I don't even know, boy or girl. And my heart aches. And then there is this part of me that has this comfort because I feel that that little baby is up there with my mom and that that is a sweet little thing to think about and that we do have these guardian angels watching over us. So many, right? But it's hard and there's nothing, nothing that can prepare you for it, nothing that anybody can say to make the pain go away. And I don't know. I don't even know how to kind of wrap this up. But I wanted to share my story and my journey because I think it's really important for us to talk about this because it is something that not as much, much anymore, but I feel is still very kind of hush-hush. And people don't talk about it as much as we should because we need to know that we're not alone. There are so many who have gone through this. And in knowing that, it also helps us know that, you know, it's not our fault. It's not something that we did. It's not something that we didn't do. It's not something that we could have done differently. It is just something that happens. And you can get through it. And you can keep, you know, taking those steps forward. But it's important to to share our hearts, to share our stories, to really be there for one another, especially in these dark, harrowing moments that feel like we can't take that next step. Sometimes we need someone to, to push us a little bit forward so that we can. And so I am here to catch your stories. I am here to hold your hand. I am here for all of it. Please, if there is anything that you want to share or anything that you want to chat about, um, send me an email, drop me a note. On Instagram, I am all ears and I am beyond grateful that you are, are here and you're listening and you are a part of this journey because I know I couldn't do it alone and you are a big part of my story. So thank you for tuning in and being here and I'll be back with a brand new episode soon. So I hope to have you tuning in then, but until then, just take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Know that no matter what you are going through, it is not forever. Our our toughest moments pass. And when we are in the thick of it, it doesn't feel like that will ever, ever happen. But it does. And I send you love. I send you light. And we will talk soon.